Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. Do you ever think about what you're thinking about? I mean, do you pay attention to your mind? Do you pay attention to your thoughts? Are your thoughts filled with hope, joy, fret, fear, worry, excitement, empathy? What are you thinking? In this podcast, we're going to explore the power of thought. There's this really cool website called Renew Your Mind, and the site advises us that there's tremendous power in thoughts. Well, we already know about that. We know that thoughts determine decisions, which determine actions and reactions. What we may forget is that thoughts are controllable. We have this power to direct and channel our thought energy. So what are you thinking about? I'm a daydreamer, so my thoughts often wander here, there, everywhere. And sometimes I laugh at myself because I can't remember what the heck I'm supposed to be doing because I'm lost in thought. And I'm also a scurrier. I scurry from activity to activity. It all gets done, but I can tell you I don't always focus. The question is this. How do we connect with our thoughts so that they can be more conscious, less rote, and more intentional? The first step is to connect with our deepest self. I do this through prayer and quiet time with my daily devotional. You may do it in yoga or meditation or walks in the wood. It doesn't really matter where or how you choose to connect with yourself. It just matters that you do it. Connecting inward allows us to identify patterns of negativity and to plot a course for addressing them. So connecting inward is the first step in understanding what you're thinking. The second step is to pay attention to what you're feeling at any given time. You know, that's part of mindfulness. What are the thoughts that are swirling around in Joanne's head? And what are the feelings or sensations in my body? I can tell you, I am somewhat inclined towards anxiousness. So I often feel that really familiar tightening in my jaws. Um, Stop from time to time to discover the sensations in your body because they are telling. The third step to connecting with our thoughts is evaluation. Is this a thought that's affirming? Do the beliefs that it reveals serve me well? Are these thoughts in alignment with what I value? This evaluation gives you time to examine your self-talk. What are the messages you're giving yourself? Are they self-sabotaging? or self-propelling. Once you've done the thought, feeling, and evaluation work, you can move to the control piece. There was a wonderful speaker and author by the name of Keith Harrell. He died far too young. He wrote a few books. Uh, His bestseller was Attitude is Everything. And I bet you can still find it on Amazon or Abe Books. But at any rate, he believed that attitude and action are what changes lives. Notice I didn't say attitude and aptitude because you can be a darn genius and woefully inept in your thought life and in other areas of your life. 
The goal is to master the attitude and then focus on strategic action. And you master the attitude by understanding what you're thinking. And I'm not saying that you don't need aptitude or that you can get by without it. I'm, I'm saying that make attitude your first concern when you want to change your thought life. Keith Harrell said a few things that I think are worth noting. The first is that we all have the power to change our thought life. We all have the power to take control of our thought life, and that's how we are able to make changes in our lives. He says, you know, we got to take responsibility for what goes on in our minds by monitoring the internal dialogue. And I mentioned that earlier, but it's worth repeating because that internal dialogue can really do a number on us. It's up to us to develop ways to be powerful and to have powerful attitudes reflective of our core values. When we tune in to what we're thinking, we take the first step in creating and recreating what we want from ourselves and what we want from the world. You know, as I'm examining my thoughts, I often have to figure out whether I'm prone to blame, to complaining, to victim thinking, or to procrastination. There's another really good book. It's called QBQ, The Question Behind the Question. It was written by John Miller. And he says that the answers we're searching for are really in the questions we're asking ourselves. It's kind of like um, appreciative inquiry, where we acknowledge the fact that questions are fateful. So if we ask questions that direct us towards whatever we want, we can plot a course to get there. But by the same token, if we're asking ourselves questions that focus on what's wrong, we're going to stay mired in what's wrong. So my example of this type of questioning is when I'm thinking about my weight. Sometimes I ask myself, why can't you just lose the last 20 pounds? You know you need to lose more weight. That doesn't usually get me anywhere except closer to some ice cream and cake. And it also makes me feel bad about myself and make me feel like, hmm, I'm a little inept here. But when I ask myself, what did you do to lose the last 40 pounds, and how can you do more of that? That's when my energy is redirected towards success. I think everybody who's listening can think of questions that they're asking themselves that are setting you up for defeat. What I'm suggesting that we do, myself included, is to be accountable to ourselves for what we're thinking what we're asking ourselves because it's the foundation of everything we do. Practicing gratitude is another way to challenge your thought patterns and to wake up what's going on in your brain, even to shake up what's going on in your brain. Linda Rosak Burton, the author, the author of Gratitude Heals, has been a guest on here a couple times, a few times. She's got so many tips for focusing on gratitude, and she's got a new TED Talk. Look for it. She is also on my YouTube channel, but she helps us to use gratitude to reprogram our thoughts and our minds and our hearts. Now, you know, we also have the option of staying on autopilot and of coasting. But for sure, if we do that, we may not like the destination where we land. 
What's on your mind? I want to challenge you to wake up your thoughts. And that's the goal of this very short podcast. Wake up. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe to get more relevant leadership learning. Check out my YouTube channel to stay prepared for leading in an ever-evolving world. Thank you.